Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Nothing should get so bad in your life. You never should become so hopeless that you stop praying. You got to do exactly what the scripture is saying. Pray without ceasing. One of the easiest prayers that we can pray when we're being challenged and in times of our challenge is the prayer of thanksgiving. Believers not only should thank God for all the things that he's done, they should give him thanks in all things. Sunday Supper and time to feast on God's Word. Sunday Supper is a ministry of Christ Church for the End Times. Christ Church for the End Times is a non-denominational teaching church ministry. Our mission is to help prepare God's people for life and ministry during the times in which we live. Join us on Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. for a dynamic, practical, engaging, and life-changing Bible study, and on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. for a weekly church service. But for now, let's feast at the Lord's table. Here's today's message, already in progress. We're going to be continuing with our Bible study on First Thessalonians chapter 5. We're going to start with a review of verses 16 through 18. And then we are going to move into our study tonight on First uh, Thessalonians chapter 5, beginning with verse 19. We're going to have Pastor Angela start us off there. But before we do that, I want to uh, just make just a couple of quick announcements. You know, we are getting toward the end of the year, and we want to extend an opportunity for all of those that are listening and tuning in, watching, or however you may be receiving, whether this uh, broadcast or streaming or what have you, or whether you're uh, picking it up live or whether it's delayed, I want you to consider giving a contribution to this ministry. Uh, give us a, a year-end contribution. We want to first thank you for your prayers and your support of the ministry, as well as we want to thank all those that have contributed to the ministry and to what we're trying to do here, our goal and our charge is to literally prepare God's people for life and ministry during the end times. And the end times is the times in which we are living. That's our charge. And now we we facilitate that process and we fulfill that charge through teaching the word, 
tackling issues that many times uh, churches have a tendency not to tackle or not to face. And so much of what we do isn't quite as popular and definitely not entertaining, at least not too often or what have you. But for those that want to be prepared for the return of the Lord, want to be prepared for the times that we're in and the times that we're moving into, I think uh, what we do here will help to equip you to do that. Again, we want to encourage you to give, and you can do that literally by going to the church website, and that's ChristChurchFTET.org, Christ Church, and that Christ is with an S, C-H-R-I-S-T-S, Church, F as in Frank, T as in Tom, E as in Eternal, <laughs> uh, and then uh, T, I probably shouldn't have done that, dot .org, but anyway, ChristChurchFTET.org. Or, if you're listening now, you can literally text a contribution to us. We use Easy Tithe, and so it goes through the Easy Tithe portal, and you can literally, on your phone or, or your cell phone or what have you, you literally can text a contribution. And that phone number is 912-875-7JOY. I just kind of like that one. And we just give it to you one more time. It's 912-875-7569. Again, 912-875-7569. And then for those that may want to call in to this to the Bible study or literally to any of our services, there's a listener call-in line. Literally, you can dial this number from anywhere and literally uh, tune into the services live as well as on Bible study night. We give you an opportunity to literally kind of share your comments or what have you, really kind of create an interactive Bible study. So that call-in number is 857-799-9391. I'll repeat that, but again... That number is available normally during any of our services on our Bible study, which is Wednesday night beginning at 7 p.m., or during our Sunday morning worship services beginning at about uh, 10.30. And so you can call that number pretty much any time during the services, service times, and literally you can listen, listen only, or you can chime in and ask a question, give a comment, and what have you. Again, that number is 8 8- Five seven seven nine 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 three nine one. I pray that you will avail yourself of all of that. And so again, I want you to consider sending an end of the year contribution. And again, you can do that just by going to the church website. You also can mail it in, and our address is 1910 Norwich Street, Brunswick, Georgia. The zip code is 31520. That's Christ Church for the End Times, 1910 Norwich Street. That's N-O-R-W-I-C-H Street in Brunswick, Georgia, 31520. I pray that you will avail yourself of those opportunities. And again, we want to thank you for your prayers and, and your words of encouragement. And consider doing that also. Mailing us, uh, uh, calling, whatever, send us a, a word of encouragement. The Bible actually instructs us to encourage those that are in the faith. With that being said, 
We just thank you for just being a, a part of the ministry, however you may be uh, doing that. We're going to get into our study. Again, tonight we're studying 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. We're going to do a quick review on verses 16 through 18. One of the things we are trying to do, especially during the times that we're in, we're trying to give you God's word, especially the scriptures that pertains to the time that we're in and helping us to hear what God is sharing with us concerning where we should be and what we should do in order to endure these times. I know some people are waiting for Jesus to come and Jesus is going to come. I believe he's going to come soon. And as soon when you look at the things of God is relative. Soon to us, many times, it's not soon to him. That's neither here nor there. But the most important thing is that we do exactly what the Lord has instructed us to do, and that is for us to be ready. Why? Because we don't know when the Son of Man will appear or when he is going to return. I'm going to start with a quick review, and then we're going to turn things over to Pastor Angela. Now, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 16. In this review, we're talking about never losing our joy. Don't stop rejoicing. Don't stop praying. And don't stop thanking God. Now, look at the text of 1 Thessalonians uh, 6 through 18. It says, rejoice evermore. That's verse 16. Now, the scripture here is telling us exactly what to do. Now, you, to put this in context, you've got to go back and look at what we've discussed in the previous chapters and verses. And we're not going to go back through that. But you can go back and uh, if you have access to Facebook, you can pick up the full studies on our Facebook webpage. But a little side. So verse 16 says, rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. It's interesting, and this is one of the things that was really interesting to me, is how our rejoicing, praying, and thanksgiving should be continual and never-ending. Continual and never-ending. In verse 16, the, the scriptures tell us that we are to rejoice, and that means to be cheerful, glad, and joyful forevermore. In the Greek, and I think this is interesting, it says, in essence, in every win at all times. When we talk about in every win, that means, you know, how we use this expression, when this happened, when that happened, and so forth. So in the Greek, when it says in every win, basically it's talking about in every event, in every situation, in every, circum in every circumstance. You to be joyful. But unfortunately, we many times don't. But we're going to go on. Now, in verse 17, the scripture instructs us to never stop praying. This is the thing we got to understand. Our prayers go only to God. Isn't that interesting? It's interesting when you read the, the book of Revelations. The prayers, our prayers, come up before God as incense, a sweet fragrance before God. And you know what God does? God grab those prayers, and he store them in a bottle. And it is interesting when you look at what God do. We, many times, we don't think about our prayers. It's like we just do it because we, we either we don't know what else to do or whatever. And sometimes we get someone else to pray for us, but your prayers mean more than you think they mean. At least to God they do. But the thing that we got to understand, our prayer goes to God, and this is why we got to 
continually pray. Nothing should get so bad in your life. You never should become so hopeless that you stop praying. You got to do exactly what the scripture is saying in verse 17 when it says pray without ceasing. One of the easiest prayers that we can pray when we're being challenged and in times of our challenge is the prayer of thanksgiving. Believers not only should thank God for all the things that he's done, they should also give him thanks in all things. And doing so reflects our faith, but it also, as we were sharing with you, it put us from being on defense to offense especially when our attention and our prayers are directed toward God. And so I wanted to bring that out before we started with our discussion today because a part of what we're going to discuss is going to pertain to those things. Remember, you got to always rejoice. Never let the devil see your sweat. Never let the enemy rob you of your joy. Never do that. Always rejoice. Always have this cheerful spirit. And I know Literally, I know that's a challenge for many of us, especially when you're going through some challenging times. And believe me, the enemy can do some things, boy, it'll, it'll just literally wipe the smile off of your face. But if you got to get some toothpicks and put them up there, you know, in your heart, you got to keep the joy of the Lord. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is your, is your strength. I know sometimes in the physical, you're going through some really significant challenges. But in your heart, if nothing else, in your heart, your face could be all bandaged up and what have you. But in your heart, you got to have the, the joy of the Lord bubbling down in your heart. Literally, the Bible also says this, and this is another reason why we should always uh, uh, keep that cheerful attitude, keep that positive attitude or what have you. The Bible says that a merry heart does good like a medicine. And what the enemy tries to do is keep you from having that merry heart, keep you from rejoicing. That's why the scripture says forevermore, don't stop rejoicing. So don't stop rejoicing, don't stop praying, and don't stop thanking the Lord. And so with that, we're going to turn things over to Pastor Angela and have her to start with section two. And uh, this is, she's going to start with verse 19. Pastor Angela. The 19th verse starts with quench not the spirit, despise not prophesying, prove all things, hold fast that which is good, and 22, abstain from all appearance of evil. Don't pour water or otherwise nullify God's spirit. God's spirit needs to be active and alive in our lives and in the earth, both will eventually fall apart without him. It is vitally important that we value the things of God and not render them ineffective. To quench is to extinguish. The scripture is telling us not to extinguish, put out the fire of, and no way hinder the Holy Spirit. Okay, give us your comments on that. Okay, of course, uh, I like it because it's just kind of, these verses are kind of just straight and to the point, you know, it's, not very wordy, but it's very impactful and it's full of wisdom and knowledge and understanding that we can um, glean from. And just like it says, quench not the spirit. When you think of quenching something, you're thinking of extinguishing it or uh, uh, dousing it or putting it out. And a lot of times people, uh, especially when I, the way I grew up, a lot of times they equated that with uh, 
a physical dance or shout out praising God. Don't hold back, let it go and things like that. But I think it's much more than that because our outward expressions many times uh, are how we express ourselves or how we grew up in um, in the faith. But as we can... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Continue to grow and develop. We find that the quenching of the spirit is not just limited, nor is it really uh, telling us to keep God from moving in our flesh, so to speak. But when it comes to God prompting us inwardly to do or not do something or leading us to do or do or not do something, a lot of times we will either hold back or we'll refrain or, or we'll or we just outright will be disobedient or won't do what God is leading or prompting us to do. Paul here is instructing us, don't do that. If God is leading you, if God is instructing you, if God is um, telling you to do something, then you do that. But it's not prophesying. It's just really for a foretelling. Um, in other words, don't don't look down on um, prophecy, a message that that comes through either someone else. But I tell people I love the prophecy of the words because uh, one scripture say prophecies will fail, and it's not. It's talking about sometimes people will foretell or tell you something, uh, thus it, give you a word that says, thus say the Lord. And I always say that you still should verify or you still should use the word of God to gauge what anyone says about the word or even, even explaining the word because you have to be persuaded in your own mind. You have to make sure that you're getting it in with witness. Um, but sometimes people are afraid to test the Holy Spirit through his word. It's not talking about being challenging or cantankerous or trying to uh, put someone down. But everyone that gives you a word is may not be a word from the Lord. Maybe it may not even be a true spirit. And we also have seen that to be true in scripture when the lying prophet gave another prophet a message from the Lord and the Lord did not say that. So we don't want to despise or look down on Oh, just on, to on the on the prophets, I think just we won't just kind of do one of those at, at a time. Oh, okay. but um, I see there's saying. there's um, one thing I want us uh, I wanted to say concerning this quenching the Holy Spirit. What happens is that we water things down, we neuter the the Spirit of God, especially in our times. That's important because now we don't want to offend no one. We don't want to speak too loudly. We want to be quiet little church mouths. We just want to be in perfect little order and what have you. And we don't realize many times that all of those approaches to the things of God will hinder the things of God. Because the Bible tells us not to judge no man according to the flesh. When we begin to take those approaches, that's exactly what we're doing. We're judging people according to the flesh, which means we are putting carnal things and carnality ahead of the things of God. The Bible says they that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. So we can't not afford to allow the dictates of this world to dictate our responses, our attitude, and what have you. There's one other thing that we got to understand. 
A lot of times, the people around you will influence you, and what you got to do is make sure that you're continually and constantly in tune with the Spirit of God, because if, if the individuals around you have embraced the ways of the world, they're the ones that the enemy is going to use, by and large, to influence you. Isn't it interesting how God is saying, and all of those things that we read earlier concerning rejoicing, praying forevermore, always giving thanks. All those things was to be unending, which means the things of the Spirit. They are unending when it comes to the application of those things in our lives pursuant to the will of God for our lives. The application of the things of God pursuant to the will of God in our lives. In essence, you should do those things until God tells you to stop. One of the things I notice also is that a lot of times you ask, ask a person to do something. It could be kids or what have you or adults or what have you. You ask them to do something and sometimes they do it once and that's it. And it could be something that you wanted them to do continually. I think people kind of know you're talking about indefinitely and on and on. But my main point is that you tell an individual to do something, all of a sudden they will do it once half-heartedly. Sometimes they half do it, and then they consider that in their own hearts and mind finished. That is not the way it is when it comes to the Lord. When the Lord is putting things in place, when he is instructing us to do something, unless he give a time of conclusion, a time to end or to stop, you to do that. Until the Lord says, okay, enough. That's what we got to understand when it comes to the Spirit of God. You should never, none of us should ever dampen in or, or put a governor on, tamp down the Holy Spirit. When you do that, who's in control? You are the Spirit of God. If it's you, you have to ask what influences you are under. Because if you're influencing the Holy Spirit in such a way, that means you've usurped his authority. Because if, if you are, if we are, if any of us are in Christ, then we're part of his body. We are flesh of his flesh, bone of his bone. Even Jesus said he did the things that he did according to the Spirit of God. And so we have to do the same thing. You want to make sure, I'm being a little redundant because this is, is important. You want to make sure that you don't water down or otherwise nullify the Holy Spirit. Let me just go through this real quickly if I can. Okay, you want to make sure you don't pour water or otherwise nullify the Holy Spirit. God's spirits need to be active and alive in our lives. Guess what? Not only in our lives, but also in the earth. And the only way he's going to be alive in the earth is for him to be alive in our lives. The Bible says that we're the light of the world. We're the salt of the earth. The, the city sits on the hill can't be hid. No man lights a candle and put it on a bushel. What Jesus is saying, I'm not going to light up your life and then hide you. But what we do, since Jesus don't hide us, we hide ourselves. We, we go through this life not wanting to offend nobody, not wanting to hurt nobody's feelings. And, and the thing I want to ask us is, where has that gotten us? How has the world benefited from our, quote, kindness, unquote? In reality, it's not true kindness. Because if you're taking those things that God has given you to give to people, and you are keeping those things to yourself, that is unkind. That is not kind. Because... God knows what those individuals need. God knows what you need. Sometimes you got to risk and you got to do those things so that you can grow spiritually. Why is it that we're not growing spiritually? 
why is it that we're so ill-prepared for the challenges that we are facing today? Why is it that the things that take place in the world trip us out just like it tripped the people in the world out? We have to see that we have a problem in the church. But what we do, we, we live our lives like everything's just 100% okay. It's somebody else's problem. But we're all right with the Lord, just me and Jesus. But you got to understand, we have some issues. We don't want to come to church. We don't want to read our Bibles. We don't want to pray. We don't, we don't want to rejoice <laughs> forevermore or anything else. We don't want to give God thanks. We don't want to give thanks to nobody. Getting off on a, on a little tantrum, but it's important for us to understand what this, what this word is telling us. You can't just afford to just read the Bible like it's a, it's a little fable, a good little saying, or something that we do on occasions, or something that's optional for us. The, reading the Bible and studying the Bible and understanding the Bible is not optional to the believer. This is your nourishment. This is the thing that empowers you. This is the thing that makes us strong. And the reason why there are so many weak Christians is that we're not, we have abandoned God's word. And so there are some things that we are going to have to change. It goes on looking at the text, and we're going to turn it back over to Pastor Angela to start with verse 20 or to say something else if she like. It says, it is vitally important that we value the things of God and not render them ineffective. To quench is to extinguish. The scripture is telling us not to extinguish, put out the fire of, and in no way hinder the Holy Spirit. Now we got to ask ourselves, are we doing that? Have you, have we in any way extinguished the flame of the Holy Spirit? I'm going to say this out, turn it over. When the Holy Ghost came, when the saints, those that believe God, After Jesus was crucified and went to heaven, Jesus told them to to go back to Jerusalem and wait till they were endured in power. When they were in that upper room, how did the Holy Ghost come? Did he come in weakness and subtlety or did he come active and in fire? The Bible tells us that suddenly, like a rushing mighty wind, the Holy Ghost came. He came with fire. They spoke with fiery, cloven, cloven tongues of fire. Yet we want to be quiet little church mouses. Mouses, is that a good word? Mouses. <laughs> quiet little church mouse. Mouses. Mouses, plural. Anyway, you got mice mouse. Pastor Angel trying is <laughs> Pastor, Pastor, Pastor Angel is trying to help me out a bit. But anyway. But anyway, let's just turn it over to Pastor Angela. Go for it. Uh, well, just to, um I had to uh, write down a couple of things on that quenching, not the Holy Spirit. And as you was uh, talking, I, I had a little glimpse of Baal in the donkey. And it's like, and I said many times, we, if we're not open to the Holy Spirit, coming and speaking through something else other than our mouths, many times we can be still hindering God and don't even realize it. And, uh, and a lot of times we, not, we may not recognize the Holy Spirit in another entity or thing like for instance the, the Russian mighty wind when you mentioned about the Holy Ghost and a lot of times we all know just like uh, ba- um, he, Balaam kept beating the donkey and then finally God had to speak through the donkey to get his attention because he was about to <laughs> kill them both really <laughs> and it's like in our lives many times because we 
feel that um no i know how the lord come we, we it's kind of like um the pharisees and they was expecting jesus to come one way and he came as an infant as a baby they want they saw him i uh, thought he was coming in on a, a crown with a crown or like like a saul or somebody and i said here it is when we look at quenching not the spirit let's not just limit ourselves to uh just the way we perceive he will come we, we, the, our way he we think god will operate or speak or do but let's be open to the spirit of the lord and then we need to pray uh, just like you said earlier pray without ceasing we have to pray that we don't miss god that we don't miss the move of god we don't miss the presence of god we don't miss how god has come but let's just be open to the holy spirit and then when you're open then god will reveal to you that's that's him it's just like when, when he was came walking on the water and they thought it was a ghost. He said, fear not, it's I, it's me. So it's like, I mean, when you, you look at, well, who in the world is that? And, and he probably looked like, as if, back in the day, they, they wore like a, a robe type. And if they saw something coming, they probably like, well, what is that? So they weren't expecting Jesus to be walking on the water, especially when the water is fluid. So I, I just wanted to add that little comment to quenching not the spirit to be open to the Holy Spirit to move in a way that you will recognize him and that he will make it plain to you that it's him just like he did through uh, the um, other uh, areas that I mentioned and then the despising not the prophecy the same thing many times we do the same thing um, are we going we gonna to talk about that one Yes, we are. <laughs> I'm glad you stopped. But just and, and you you can start right there. Because I know but, I read it. I say, well, I was supposed to read it again, and then okay. Yeah, yeah. You can start right there with verse 20. But hold, just I want to you you was, you, was, you mentioned something that I, which kind of brought one other thing back to my mind. You know, we were sharing pray without ceasing. The Bible also says we should always pray and not faint, not lose heart. And and maybe this is for someone. But what I was impressed to say is that. Even when, when things get challenging, when things get difficult, you still pray. And sometimes it literally will seem as if your prayers are nothing more change anything. Just pray anyway. And believe it or not, when you are praying, in spite of how things look, in spite of how hopeless things might be, in spite of the outcome, that is an act of faith. Equally as important, it's an act of obedience. And your obedience is an act of your faith. Because the Bible says pray. And not give up. Even when it becomes hopeless, in your heart and your mind, there's one thing. you got to be like the Terminator. Remember Arnold Schwarzenegger and the Terminator? You knock the rascal's face off, he's still coming. <laughs> you know, at the end, put him in this, this molten, uh, hot, uh, melted steel. They dump him in there, and the hand was still covered out. <laughs> That's how you got to be when it comes to your prayer. you got to pray without ceasing. Thank you for being with us today. I pray that today's meal was a blessing to you. If you are a serious Christian looking for a place to worship, fellowship, and fulfill God's call upon your life, consider Christ Church for the end times. And don't forget to join us on Wednesday evenings at 6.30 p.m. for Bible study and Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. for our weekly church service. The church is located at 1910 Norwich Street in Brunswick, Georgia. You can also reach us online at sundayssupperonline.org. That's sundayssupperonline.org. You can also tune us in on your iHeartRadio app. So until next week, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And may God's richest blessing always be upon you. Oh, 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 oh.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.